Kinuwang libre ang pag-aaral ko sa kolehiyo. Ang tatay ko namigay ng libreng irigasyon. Tulayan sa tatay ko, mga tulay kalsada at infrastruktura, yun ang pinagawa nun. Ang tatay ko, sinagot ang ospital at pagpagamot ko. Sino yung tatay ko? Yung tatay ko. Yung tatay ko? Ah, ang tatay ko. Si Tatay Digong. Si Tatay Digong. Si Tatay Digong. Si Tatay Digong. Siya ang tatay ko. Mabuhay ang malayang Pilipinas. Anong na taong serbisyo may tatak ng tapang at malasakit? Inuuna ang ating kaligtasan, seguridad, kapayapaan, at kapakanan ng mga nangangailangan. Matatag, may paninindigan at tapat sa bayan. Ibinuhos ang lahat para sa Pilipino, para sa maliwanag na kinabukasan at tungo sa pag-angat ng bawat mamamayan. Ito ang Duterte Legacy. Magandang tanghali po sa ating mga kababayan at sa Malacanang Press Corps. Simulan natin ang briefing ngayong araw sa isang pagbati. Happy International Women's Day at Happy International Women's Month sa lahat ng kababaihan. Kinikilala po natin ang napakahalagang papel ng ating mga kababaihan, hindi lamang sa ating mga tahanan kundi pati na rin ang kanilang kontribusyon sa ating lipunan. Kaya naman, sa unang taon pa lamang ng Duterte administration, isa sa unang polisiyang kanyang itinaguyod ay ang karapatan ng kababaihan. Let me read the President's message on the celebration of International Women's Day. And I quote, I join the entire nation in celebrating the International Women's Day. I am truly proud of the Philippines' distinction as a shining beacon of gender equality and women empowerment in the world. Be it in politics, business, academe, and local communities. Most especially in our homes, women have occupied and continued or continue to occupy positions of power and influence in our society. This emphasizes not only our values, as a people, but also the importance we put on women as vital partners in nation building. While a growing consciousness on equality is already an impressive feat and women are breaking the glass ceiling, I believe that we can do more. As we gain more access to education, information, and innovation, more women will have the chance to meaningfully participate in many aspects of human development and change the mindsets that continue to put women and other gender expressions at a disadvantage. So let us all come together in building a country where no one is left behind and everyone has the capacity to succeed. Mabuhay ang mga kababaihang Pilipino. End of quote. Kaugnay nito, nilagdaan po ni Pangulong Rodrigo Roa Duterte ang Executive Order Number no. 12 na nagbibigay ng full government support sa Reproductive Health Law. Ilan naman sa landmark pieces of legislation na pinirmahan ng Pangulo ay ang Republic Act Number no. 11148 o ang Kalusugan at Nutrisyon ng Mga Nanay Act na nagpapalakas sa mga programang pangkalusugan at nutrisyon para sa mga buntis at lactating women, teenage mothers, adolescent girls, mga sanggol at mga bata in their first 1,000 days. Ang Republic Act Number no. 11210 o ang Expanded Maternity Leave Act na nagbibigay sa working mothers ng 105 days o tatlong buwan na paid leave. At kahapon, bispiras ng Women's Day, ay inilabas ng palasyo ang Permadong Republic Act No. 11648 na nagtataas ng age of sexual consent para sa statutory rape na mula 12 anyos. Ito ay ginawang 16 anyos. 
We are pleased to inform everyone that the United Nations Children's Fund, or UNICEF, has congratulated the Philippine government for this milestone as it fulfills the children's right to protection, which according to UNICEF is enshrined in the Convention on the Rights of the Child to which the Philippines is a signatory. Groundbreaking among ito. Kaya naman, nagpapasalamat kami sa Kongreso, patunay na may tapang at malasakit ang kasalukuyang liderato. Indeed, we have made change work for women. Muling humarap naman kagabi si Pangulong Rodrigo Roa Duterte para sa kanyang regular Monday Talk to the People Address. Ito ang ilan sa naging highlights. Iniulat ni Finance Secretary Carlos Dominguez na ang ekonomiya ng Pilipinas ay magiging collateral damage sa Russia-Ukraine conflict kasama sa economic impact ang pagtaas ng oil at food prices. Pagtaas ng interest rates, fiscal stress sa investments at social protection program. Kumpiyansa ang kalihim na mayroon tayong tools at kinakailangang preparasyon para tulungan ang mamamayan. Kaugnay nito, iprenisinta ni NEDA Secretary Carl Chua ang labing apat na rekomendasyon ng economic team bilang tugon sa epekto ng Russia-Ukraine crisis. Mamaya, makakausap natin si Yusek Rosemary Edilion para bigyan detalye ang mga rekomendasyon na ito. Inireport naman ni Health Secretary Francisco Duque III ng Pilipinas ang may pinakamababang Daily new confirmed COVID-19 cases per million people sa Southeast Asia at 8.82. May kita ninyo sa inyong screen ang pagsunod sa minimum public health standards at mataas na vaccination rate ang dahilan dito ayon kay Secretary Duque. Speaking of minimum public health standards, sa report ni DILG Secretary Eduardo Año, bumaba ang violations sa mga hindi pagsusuot ng face mask at violations sa no physical distancing. Samantala, malungkot na binalita ni Vaccine Czar Secretary Carlito Galvez Jr. na bumaba ang ating vaccination sa buwan ng Pebrero. Dahil dito, magkakaroon tayo ng bayanihan, bakunahan, ang ikaapat na National Vaccination Days na sisimulan sa Webes, March 10, 2022. At tatagal ng tatlong araw hanggang Sabado, March 12, 2022. Prioridad natin ang booster doses sa health at economic sector. Yung mga due sa second dose o nakamis ng doses, ang mga hindi pa nababakunahan sa priority group A2 at yung mga hindi nabakunahan na 12 to 17 years old. Target natin mabakunahan ang 1.8 million na katao. Kaya muli nanawagan po kami na magpabakuna na po tayo lalo na doon sa hindi pa nagpapabooster. Importante po ang pagtutulungan ng mamayan at gobyerno bilang susi sa ating pagbangon mula sa pandemya. Sa usaping bakuna pa rin, nagpapasalamat po tayo sa Estados Unidos sa kanilang 3.9 million doses na Pfizer vaccine donation sa pamagitan ng COVAX facility. Ito po ay dumating kahapon ng tanghali, March 7, 2022. Maraming salamat po. Thank you. Samantala, dumating din kagabi ang 1,167,660 doses na Pfizer vaccine na binili ng pamahalaan. Suma total, may git limang milyong doses ng Pfizer vaccine ang dumating kahapon. 
As of March 7, 2022, nasa mahigit 69.2 million na ang naka-first dose habang nasa mahigit 63.7 million ang naka-complete dose o fully vaccinated ayon sa National COVID-19 Vaccination Dashboard. Habang nasa 10.6 million ang naka-booster shots na overall po nasa mahigit 137 million na ang total doses administered. Pagdating naman sa pediatric vaccination, as of March 7, 2022, nasa 8.6 million na po ang fully vaccinated sa mga batang may edad 12 hanggang 17 anyos, habang nasa 947,979 naman sa mga batang nasa edad 5 hanggang 11 taong gulang ang nakatanggap na ng first dose. Samantala, sa ating senior population, nasa mahigit 6.4 million ang fully vaccinated na mga lolo at mga lola. Pumunta naman tayo sa mga numero sa COVID-19. Nasa 6,297 new cases ang naidagdag mula March 1 to March 7 o 899 average cases ayon sa March 7 National COVID-19 Case Bulletin. Sa bilang na ito, nasa 1,055 ang nasa severe at critical admissions. Pagdating sa hospital care utilization rate, nasa 25.7% ang ICU bed utilization habang nasa 18.4% ang non-ICU bed utilization. Sa ibang mga bagay naman, kinukumpirma ng Malacanang na pinirmahan ni Pangulong Duterte ang appointment papers nina Mr. Saidaman Balt Pangarungan bilang ad interim chairman ng Commission on Elections o COMELEC. Mr. George Irwin Garcia bilang ad interim COMELEC commissioner at Ms. Amy Torrefranca Neri bilang ad interim commissioner ng COMELEC. The directive of the president is to ensure an honest, peaceful, credible, and free elections. Bago tayo pumunta sa mga tanong ng MPC, makakasama po natin si NEDA Undersecretary Rosemarie Edilion. Magandang umaga, Yusek. You may now, o magandang hapon, Yusek. You may now present or give your opening statement. Yes, magandang umaga, Sec. Martin, and uh, also to you, Sec. Rocky, at sa mga kasamahan din natin sa, sa media. Uh, again, maraming salamat sa opportunity na uh, makapag-present sa ating mga um, kababayan. Uh, number one, tungkol dun sa gagawing um, uh, mungkahe ng uh, Econ Cluster, tungkol sa mga pang-mitigate natin sa impact ng uh, Russia at Ukraine crisis. And then, uh, yung tungkol po sa framework ng National Action Plan uh, Phase 5 laban sa COVID-19. Um, kung itutuloy ko na po sa aking presentation, if I may share my screen. Um, nakikita nyo na po ba ang aking presentation? Apa? Okay, salamat po. Yeah. So, itong first part ng presentation, actually mas uh, nakita nyo po yung kompleto nito, yung kabuuan nito kagabi sa Talk to the People nung pinresent po ito ni, ni Secretary Carl Chua. Uh, ito po yung kabuuan ng napag-usapan na sa Econ Development Cluster. So, we began by uh, looking at uh, ano ba yung magiging impact talaga nitong Russia-Ukraine crisis on the Philippines. So, first is na, na ano namin, we, we agreed na hindi tayo nasa na nitong 
kaguluhan na ito subalit merong ano uh, ricochet nga na ano na na impact sa atin uh, ito po ay pinakita na rin kanina ni Zach Martin but, but just to say na ito yung naging ano naging um, um, summary ng nakikita naming economic impact no on inflation uh, dahil sa ano sa oil uh, and uh, and food prices uh, ang Russia po is the largest exporter of natural gas and uh, wheat ang Ukraine naman po eh medyo mataas din sila na ano na exporter naman ng corn so malaking uh, magiging impact din ito sa atin although we do not really trade with them directly pero ang mangyayari nito is uh, sa kabuuan na supply for you know ng world market magkakaroon ng ano medyo paghihigpit so magkakaroon ng competition Uh, sa interest rates naman, dalawang bagay dito. No? Una is uh, before this uh, Russia-Ukraine crisis, uh, nakikita na rin natin na papunta na rin sa pagtaas ng interest rates and ito yung tinatawag natin na balancing act na ng mga monetary authorities. Uh, pero nang dahil dito sa Russia-Ukraine crisis, nandun po yung, uh, yung, yung risk factor and that might actually be uh, um, factored into sa, sa interest rates. Sa investments naman po, ganun din no, nang dahil po dito sa sa risk ng Russia and Ukraine, magkakaroon ng aversion yung mga uh, risk aversion yung mga investors natin, baka hintayin mo na nilang kumupa no bago sila mag-decide na mag-expand ng kanilang investments. And then, uh, dahil sa mga kailangan na na social protection spending nito, uh, magkakaroon din talaga ng impact sa ating uh, sa ating fiscal situation. Uh, ano naman po yung intervention? So tulad nga po nang nasabi, meron pong naibanggit na, na 14, no? 14 kinds of intervention. Uh, I-categorize po ito into four. No? Una sa lahat, kailangan natin palakasin ang ating domestic economy. Kaya nga po ang uh, panawagan din ng, ano, ng economic cluster is sana nga yung buong bansa ay mag-shift na to alert level one. Now we know that this is not a matter of declaration no, no okay lahat na shift na to alert level 1 pero sana na lang is uh, yung buong buong lahat ng mga probinsya cities natin would meet the uh, metrics so that they could be deescalated to alert level 1 so alam naman na po natin na ito yung uh, cases nakita naman natin bumababa naman yung cases hospital utilization mababa rin po naman uh, ang kailangan na lang po yung ano vaccination rate so yung pong sa Uh, bakuna day, magpabakuna po ang lahat. So, kailangan po natin to para um, bawat isa sa atin ay magkaroon talaga ng, uh, you know, mag, makapag, uh, uh, mag, mag, mapalakas natin ang ekonomiya and uh, magiging mas, uh, mas kaya natin i-weather itong, ano, itong external risk na to. Yung second group of interventions naman ay para sa energy sector, no? So, ang gusto natin ay uh, you know, to try and uh, first um uh mitigate natin yung impact nito on the price. And then number two, let's ensure that we have enough supply. So, tungkol po sa gas and diesel, sa LPG, sa coal and electricity. So, in particular po sa gas and diesel, uh, dito na nga po lumalabas yung uh, yung um suggestion ng uh, economic cluster na dagdagan natin yung subsidia. So for March, meron na pong nakalaan talaga na 2.5 billion. Um, pagdating po ng, ano, ng April, yung second tranche ay minumungkahi po natin na, na ibigay. At the same time po is dagdagan natin yung ating buffer stock. Uh, in which case, dito po mga ngailangan ng enabling law para madagdagan natin yung buffer stock for gas, diesel, and LPG. Tapos kasabay din po dito yung mga conservation measures natin. Importante po talaga yun uh, for sa lahat po, sa gas, diesel, LPG, and electricity. Pati na rin po yung uh, pag-develop ng mga alternative uh, sources, lalo na pag sa, pag sa electricity, yung pong renewable energy. Um, and then pati na po yung paggamit ng tinatawag natin na active transport options, yung paggamit po ng mga bisikleta. Yung pangatlo naman pong grupo ng interventions ay para naman magkaroon tayo ng to, to ensure that we have enough supply of food. Una sa lahat is yung support sa agriculture. Ito po yung uh, part two ng plant, plant, plant program ng, uh, ng Department of Agriculture. Kasama na rin dito yung uh, pagbibigay ng uh, uh, 
ng voucher para po sa fertilizers. Um, kasi nga po, isa din yun sa nakikita namin na baka, baka tumaas and so mag, magbibigay po ng tulong para dito. Tapos uh, ganun din po, no? magkaroon tayo ng um, programa para una-muna magkaroon ng immediate na uh, ma-address natin yung supply shortage natin sa pork, fish, chicken, rice, corn, sugar, at saka yung wheat. Alam niyo po, wala po tayong uh, tanim talaga na, na wheat. No? So, ang isa dito, uh, immediately is uh, yung sinasabi nga namin na ipalawigin yung uh, effectivity ng pagbaba natin ng, ng taripa dito. No? Yung po ang immediate solution. Pero meron din po mga medium-term solution dito, especially po sa, sa pork, sa livestock. Meron na pong uh, nakikipagtulungan po kami with the, with the Senate para maipasa na po yung uh, livestock and dairy bill. Ito po yung nakikita namin mas uh, mas robust solution dito. So, doon naman po sa, ano, sa, sa wheat, meron pong mga uh, sinasuggest nga po galing sa Department of Science and Technology na non-wheat uh, flour. So, yung mga Uh, made of banana, uh, yung mga um, from from cassava, uh, pati po sa ano sa uh, sa pagfeed po ng mga sa, sa ating mga livestock, sabi po nila cassava pwedeng substitute. Tapos ang pangapat po is yung strategic investment priority plan. So this one is really more of the uh, no, no, medium to uh, long term po ito. Uh, ito ay sisiguraduhin uh, um, po namin na included sa ating strategic investment priority plan yung renewable energy at saka yung uh, pag-develop po ng agriculture. agriculture. Ito po ay nakakakibat po ito ng create no? para yung pong mga bibigyan nating incentives eh dun po sa tingin nating priority na kailangan ng ating bansa. So for now, and we really it's really about uh, renewable energy tsaka yung sa agriculture. Uh, punta naman po tayo sa National Action Plan Phase 5. Uh, ibibigay ko lang po yung, yung basic framework dito at nasaan na kami. Uh, in fact, magre-report nga po kami sa IATF this uh, Thursday. So ito pong National Action Plan Phase 5. Ang overall goal po natin is magkaroon tayo ng healthy and resilient Philippines. So uh, ito po yung mga prinsipyo na uh, sinabi ng aming mga principles na uh, we make sure will be uh, integrated in the NAP 5. Una, should be clear and concise, localized and institutionalized, citizen and community responsibility. At ang target outcomes po natin ay, one, yung recovery rate po ng individuals infected with COVID-19 is increased. So, uh, kung pwede pa nating mapababa yung case fatality rate natin. Sa ngayon po, mababa na rin talaga siya. Pero mas maganda kung mapababa pa natin. Next is, yung health system has the capacity to handle possible surge in cases. So, kailangan nating uh, palakasin pa rin ang ating health system. And then third, socioeconomic recovery is accelerated. So, nandun po yung balance pa rin. So, ito po yung sinabi na namin noon na characterization ng new normal na ito po ay nakalagay dun sa aming uh, dito po sa We Recover As One na, uh, na naging output ng uh, Technical Working Group on Anticipatory and Forward Planning. Um, sinabi namin ito yung new normal. Una muna, physical distancing will be observed, face covering required, strict hygiene and sanitation protocols, more outdoor than indoor activities, sporadic granular lockdowns possible, and then Uh, nandiyan yung takot ng bawat uh, mamamayan na nandiyan pa rin kasi yung COVID-19. Na gusto namin itong mapalitan into a healthy and resilient Philippines. Na okay, meron pa rin talagang physical distancing pero ang mangyayari na po dito is yung mga individuals observe pro proper public health standards to protect themselves and people around them. Next po, yung imbis na rules no, on uh, hygiene and sanitation protocols, Ang, ang individuals po, by their own volition, observe a healthy lifestyle and active health-seeking behavior. Kasama na po yung hygiene, kasama rin po yung healthy lifestyle. Yung sporadic granular lockdowns, um, uh, ang gusto po namin is yung mga individuals are prepared to take on itong tinatawag natin na non-pharmaceutical interventions. 
to counter a novel pandemic. Alam po natin na magkakaroon pa ng siguro ng, ng ganito, wag naman sana, no? Pero alam din natin na kapag bago pa lang siya na virus, we need to give uh, the health system some time, no? Para uh, mai, ano to, ma, 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 matutunan nila kung paano to kalabanin. And then COVID-19 threat will be foremost in the minds of individuals. Mapalitan po ito ng yung pong lahat tayo will keep ourselves informed of possible health threats and how to protect ourselves. Yun naman pong more outdoor than indoor activities. Uh, magkakaroon po ng, ano, ng um, proper ventilation and environmental quality. Nandun po yung consciousness ng lahat ng mga establishment owners, pati na rin po mga residence owners. Now, paano po mangyayari ito? That is actually the essence of the NAP5. So, una sa lahat, kailangan natin makapagbigay ng timely information, useful information, and then health guidelines. Next, kailangan po natin mabigyan ng ating mga uh, kababayan ng, in, ng access to affordable medical tools. Yung diagnostics, yung mga testing kits po, yung prophylaxis, yung treatment, and the vaccine. Kaya nga po, uh, yung FDA din, nag-a-approve sila ng mga home-based na test kits. No? Tapos, uh, kailangan natin ng guidelines no? on safe settings and on environmental quality. And then, kailangan po natin kasi alam natin na dadating din talaga yung ano na baka mag non-pharmaceutical interventions na naman tayo. Kailangan natin ng ma maayos na supply ng PPEs, affordable as well. Tapos kailangan po lahat tayo may financial savings at para doon sa mga hindi talaga kakayanin na magkaroon ng savings, magkaroon tayo ng mainam na social protection mechanism. And then, yung pong ating mga businesses and services, meron po silang continuity plan at kaya nilang magpatuloy kahit na uh, meron tayong NPIs na sinasabi. Tapos ang alam din natin is, okay, magkaroon ng novel uh, virus, Uh, magkakaroon tayo ng okay, panandalian muna ulit na non-pharmaceutical interventions. Pero alam natin na this will be temporary, short term, kasi meron tayong uh, very vibrant na science, technology, and innovation at sila po yung uh, magiging masigasig sa paghanap ng mas longer term solution. So, nandun din po sa ngayon, it's really about addressing as well yung long term adverse effects nitong COVID-19. And again, it will be a whole-of-society approach. Ito po yung lalamanin ng National Action Plan Phase 5. So, uh, meron po kaming in-identify na, na uh, lima na specific objectives. Empower and protect individuals. Ensure business and service continuity. Address the scaring due to COVID-19. Digital transformation. Naantingin namin, ito ang susi din para sa, uh, sa business and service continuity. And then, yung pong pag-build ng resilience against future pandemics. Uh, actually, nabingit na rin ito kagabi ni, ni Pangulo na um, i-document natin lahat ng mga ginawa natin. No? Uh, yun po ang lalamanin ng ating pandemic response playbook. Uh, we will also be working with, uh, with Congress, kung hindi po itong Congress na to, baka yung susunod, for a pandemic flexibility bill para makapag-respond po tayo effectively and in a timely manner. At yung pong roadmap, for a health for health security. So, yung po ang uh, ang asahan niyo pong magiging laman ng National Action Plan Phase 5. Maraming salamat po. Maraming salamat po sa inyo Undersecretary Edelion at uh, Rocky. I yes, turn over the floor to you. Yes, thank you uh, Secretary Andanar. Good afternoon din po kay you uh, Secretary Uh, tanong po, yung tanong ni Tuesday nyo ng DCBB at saka ni Vic Sumintak ng NET25, uh, Secretary, nasagot nyo na sa yung appointment dito sa Comelec. Ang follow-up po ni uh, Pia Gutierrez ng uh, ABS-CBN, does the policy any conflict of interest with Attorney George Garcia's appointment as Comelec Commissioner as he had been the lawyer or presidential candidate of Bongbong Marcos in his electoral protest? We will uh, defer this uh, question to the COMELEC body. Thank you, Secretary. Susunod pong tanong mula pa rin kay uh, Tuesday noon ng uh, DCBB. May official statement ba from Palas na nagdeklara na ng alert level 4 ang DFA para po sa mga OFW sa Ukraine? Mandatory repatriation na po. Thank you, Tuesday. May uh, uh, official statement po. 
Uh, ito po ay uh, mandatory evacuation ng mga Filipinos sa Ukraine at uh, sasagutin po ng inyong pamalaan ng anumang procedures at uh, maaari pong uh, makipag-ugnayan sa ating mga embahada. And I'd like just to read the advisory of the DFA. Uh, DFA raises alert level 4 for Ukraine uh, due to the rapidly deteriorating security situation in Ukraine. The Department of Foreign Affairs has raised the alert level for all areas in Ukraine to alert level 4. Filipinos in Ukraine will be assisted by the Philippine Embassy in Poland and the Rapid Response Team which are currently assisting Filipino nationals for repatriation. Uh, the Philippine Embassy's 24-7 contact details are as follows. Emergency phone number plus 48604-357-396 also receives Viber and WhatsApp calls. Assistance to national uh, phone number plus 48694-491-663 and also receives Viber and WhatsApp calls. The DFA continues to closely monitor the political and security developments in Ukraine. Sunod naman po tanong mula kay Salarina Monte ng NHK. Will President Duterte go to the U.S. to participate in the Special ASEAN Summit later this month? If not, who will represent him? We had a discussion last night, but uh, I would like to uh, defer this to the Department of Foreign Affairs. Thank you, Secretary. Thank you so much. At dito po nagkatapos ang... Uh, Mr. Secretary, no, no. Uh, si Mela Les Morris po ang uh, susunod na magtatanong okay. ng PPD. Okay, si Mela pala. Mela, uh, please come in. Hi, good afternoon, uh, Secretary Andanar, Yusek Rocky at uh, Yusek Edilion. Uh, Secretary Andanar, unahin ko lang po yung issue ng pagtaas ng uh, oil prices sa bansa ngayon. May ilang mambabatas na nananawagan na para sa declaration ng State of Economic Emergency. Ano po ang masasabi rito ng Malacanang? Uh, Mela, ito ay masusing pag-aaralan ng palasyo sa pamagitan ng office of the Executive Secretary at nagpresenta nga kagabi ang economic team ni Pangulo ng proposed government interventions. Kaya tingnan natin kung uh, ang mga ito ay sapat na. Opo. And just a quick follow-up, uh, Secretary Andanar. Uh, gaano po ba kahalaga rin sa panahon ngayon yung nabanggit ni Pangulong Duterte na ipagpatuloy yung uh, joint oil exploration sa uh, West Philippine Sea at bukod po ba sa nuclear energy program? May mga iba pang uh, iniisip ang pamahalaan na uh, gawing iba pang source ng renewable cleaner, uh, cleaner renewable energy sa bansa? Lahat ng alternative sources of energy be that from solar, from gas, uh, from under the sea, ay makakatulong po sa atin uh, mga Pilipino. Uh, you know, energy is a problem that uh, is not exclusive to the Philippines. Uh, ang buong mundo ay uh, kailangan ng sapat na enerhiya. So, uh, further details of the Department of Energy plans to uh, to uh, exhaust all all resources that we have, uh, we leave it up to them. Opo. At panguli na lamang, Secretary Andanar, kasi nabanggit ng NEDA na as soon as possible, uh, kailangan na nga mag-shift to alert level 1, hindi lamang ang Metro Manila at ilang lugar, kundi yung buong Pilipinas. Nakikita po ba ng Malacanang na yan ay very soon na as early as March 16 sa bagong declaration ng alert level sa bansa? Hintayin po natin, Mela, ang desisyon ng IATF sa bagay na iyan sa Huwebes o Thursday ay magkakaroon po ng pagpupulong ang IATF. Okay. Thank you so much, Secretary Andanar, Yusek Rocky, and Yusek Edilion. Yusek Rocky? Yes, uh, Secretary. Tanong po mula kay Maricel Hadili ng TV5. What does the President mean when he said last Friday, Mamili na kayo kung sinong Ilocano na leader ang ilagay nyo doon. Is this an endorsement of a presidential candidate? Alam mo, the previous, uh, previously, no, at ilang beses na rin, the president has repeatedly said that he does not support any presidential candidate unless there is a compelling reason 
At kung maalala nyo po dun sa interview na ginawa natin with the president, uh, he, he uh, clearly said he may or he may not. So antayin na lang po natin ang uh, magiging desisyon ng ating mahal na Pangulo. Kung ano man yung sinabi ni Presidente sa Ilocos, you know the President, he likes to uh, play with words and uh, he loves to horse around. Uh, Sunod po ang tanong ni Marisa Nalili, Representative Salceda suggests that uh, President Duterte declare a state of economic emergency uh, due to fuel crisis. Will President Duterte consider this? Is there a need for a state of emergency now? Similar question po yan with Mela Lasmoras ng PTV at si Kylie Atienza ng Business World. Yeah, I think uh, we, we already answered that question, Rocky. Opo. Sunod na tanong po. Uh, from Kylie Atienza, ano na po ang update on the President's statement last night that he might call for a special Congress session? to address the economic impact daw po ng Russia-Ukraine crisis? Will he certify as urgent the bills seeking to amend the oil deregulation law and suspend the excise taxes on fuel products? You know, uh, depending on what transpires in that region, uh, in Ukraine and Russia, in the Eastern Europe, uh, pwede magbago ang sitwasyon uh, on a daily basis. The, you saw the the presentation of Secretary Carl Chua, and he has uh, clearly stated that they have um, recommended uh, uh, ways to avert this problem and to solve this problem, and, and one of those is uh, legislation. Sunod na tanong pa rin po ni Maricel Nalini ng TV5. May comment ang ilang netizen na midnight appointee raw po si Secretary Carlo Nograles. Ano ang komento rito ng Malacanang? Ano ang sistema sa pagpili ni President Duterte na itatalaga sa fixed term? Hindi po totoo yan. Alam niyo po ang appointment ni Cabsec Nograles or former Cabsec, former spokesperson, ay nakapaloob pa rin po, nasa loob pa rin po ng ng oras at ng panahon na pinapayagan po ng ating batas. Thank you, Secretary Andanar. Sunod po mag-tatanong via Zoom si Ivan Mayrina ng GMA News. Secretary, good afternoon. It's good to hear your voice again, Ivan. Thank you, thank you. You too, sir. The President mentioned something about developing Recto Bank at sinabi po niya, we have to be very careful because there is potential trouble there. What exactly did he mean, Secretary? The Recto Bank. Well, you know, as we all know, maraming mga pangyayari na beyond our control, especially in the disputed areas of the Republic of the Philippines. Now, uh, let me defer that question to uh, the Department of Foreign Affairs dahil uh, sila po talaga mismo, Ivan, ang uh, uh, merong, uh, merong uh, responsibility pagdating po sa pagsagot sa mga tanong uh, that has got to do with uh, the national interest and of course, oh, well, you know, um, yung, ating, um, yung ating mga interest na nagdaday like that diverge with, with the interests of uh, the other nations. Sec, by, uh, I'm paraphrasing the president, president's words. Uh, meron daw nag-udyok sa kanya na magpadala ng sundalo roon and then may nagpaalala sa kanya na may usapan na tayo ng China sa joint development and we should honor it. Can you elaborate on this further? Wala namang uh, napag-usapan, Ivan, dun sa, sa meeting namin kahapon at wala rin napag-usapan dun sa past uh, mini cabinet meeting or you talk to the people uh, maybe if if uh, these uh, uh, topics were, were talked about uh, I wasn't there okay one last point on this in the light of the looming energy crisis we are facing can we realistically tap into our resources in Recto Bank to uh, help us cushion the impact of, of this crisis you know, it's going to need the cooperation of uh, our big uh, private partners uh, in in this republic. Uh, alam mo naman, pagdating dun sa oil exploration, uh, no no one government can do this alone. We need the expertise of 
of other uh, big businesses, uh, expertise of other countries, uh, uh, nations that are that are you know, that are uh, used to this, um, used to the exploring of uh, energy from uh, from the earth. Secretary, if I may uh, direct my next question to you, Secretary Yes, go ahead. Sec, more on the point of uh, the proposal of uh, Congressman Salceda to declare a state of economic emergency. Uh, ano ho ang mga triggers nito? When can uh, the, the government declare a state of economic emergency? And how will it, uh, how, how does it work? And how will it cushion the worsening impact of the crisis? Um, actually, sa totoo lang, hindi ko alam kung 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 paano yung economic emergency no so i know about the declaration of a state of calamity uh, so so um, i don't exactly know i'm sorry hmm. kung, kung ano yung ano magiging triggers dito yeah uh, secretary adnar you, you might uh, have the answer uh, uh, can you repeat that question uh, ivan please i was uh, just what will trigger the declaration of uh, a state of economic emergency at least as far as the palace is concerned ano ho naging ending ninyo sa pulong ninyo kagabi tungkol dito sa calls for, uh, for a possible special session of congress if there is uh, can you repeat that what will trigger the the declaration of a state of economic emergency uh, you know, obviously, if there's a full-blown war, uh, th that would uh, trigger it. But again, we will have to uh, ask uh, our experts at the Department of Finance. You mean a war in, in the country, in the Philippines? Or th there is, in fact, an, an actual war going on in Ukraine. Yes, there is an actual war in, going on in Ukraine, and our economic managers are following... Uh, what is happening in Ukraine. Uh, we have had uh, a few meetings already uh, talking about the possible impacts of uh, what is happening today in Ukraine, uh, the, the increase in, in oil prices. Uh, when I say a full-blown war, I mean, that's really a world war. Okay. I, I, one last point na lang, uh, Secretary. Uh, at what point do we say na kailangan na natin mag-declare? Meron ba tayong say pag umabot na ng ganitong presyo ang uh, kada litro ng diesel kailangan na ba natin mag state of uh, economic emergency that, that's uh, that's what i'm talking about yeah uh, it will it will require the the full cabinet and it will require the security cluster the economic cluster uh, to convene on this and of course the president will be the one uh, who would chair this uh, this meeting uh, th that would be and that's not happening yet well it's not yet happening yeah Thank you, Secretary. Thank you. Secretary thank you. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, Ivan, Secretary Andanar, tanong po, yung, yung kay Pia Gutierrez po uh, about dito sa, kung may conflict of interest daw po si Attorney George Garcia, yung appointment po niya as Commonwealth Commissioner, okay. as had been the lawyer or presidential candidate of Bongbong Marcos in his electoral protest. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I didn't get that question uh, correctly. But, pero alam mo, uh, Pia, dumaan yan sa vetting process at uh, dapat respetuhin natin ang uh, prerogative ng Pangulo na pumili ng opisyal. Again, hindi naman ito basta lang, basta -basta lang na, na pinipili. Napakahabang uh, uh, proseso at merong mga, merong mga uh, vetting process. You know, it's, it's not easy to, to choose an appointee na tatagal sa isang uh, isang uh, quasi-judicial uh, independent uh, body like the COMELEC. Opo. Pero Secretary, may follow-up lang po si yeah. Pia Gutierrez. As President Duterte was uh, the one who appointed Attorney George Garcia to the Commission on Elections, how can the palace address concerns about the appointment of a former election lawyer of a current presidential candidate to the poll body ahead of the national polls? This especially uh, is uh, as there are still unresolved cases on the candidacy of Bongbong Marcos pending at the COMELEC? You know, there are, again, it's it's presidential prerogative. Uh, every president uh, has uh, has his or her appointees at dumaan sa proseso. And uh, the president uh, now 
has a list of people that he can choose to appoint. And uh, in this case, uh, napasama po ang uh, pangalan ni Commissioner. Apo. Tanong naman mula kay Jopel Peleño ng DWIC. Uh, given that because of war between uh, Russia and Ukraine, talagang sobrang tumaas ang nagmahal ang presyo ng oil. Pero ano po kaya daw yung may bibigay na tulong ng gobyerno sa general public dahil hindi lang naman daw po yung mga nasa pampublikong transportasyon at mga nasa agricultural sector ang labis na naapektuhan ng di mapigilan na pagtaas ng presyo ng langis. Similar question with Pia Gutierrez of ABS-CBN. Magandang tanong yan at uh, I believe na kasama yan sa report ni Secretary Carl Chua Hagabe and I would like to uh, ask uh, Yusek Edelion to answer the question. Yes, uh, thanks, Sec. Martin. Uh, tulad nga nang nabanggit kanina, na merong, uh, merong four sets of, uh, of interventions dito. Uh, so immediately, um, tama, tama yung sinasabi niya na po pwedeng uh, iba pang mga uh, produkto, ang, uh, iba pang sektor ang ma-apektuhan ma nito. No? And that is the reason why ang gusto natin is uh, una sa lahat, make sure na palakasin ang ating domestic economy. Pangalawa, make sure na meron tayong enough buffer with respect to our energy uh, energy needs uh, kasama na rin po pala dito yung ano yung uh, suggestion na stagger yung pag-increase ng generation charge ng uh, ng electricity kasama na rin po dito yung suggestion na ibaba yung uh, tariff ng ano ng ng coal na malaking uh, input po sa ating electricity at ito po ay maipapasa sa atin as again lower uh, electricity prices tapos yung pangatlong uh, set of interventions po ay para sa agriculture sector not just to help the farmers no and fisher folks and that's very important and it's really it's really more to make sure na we will have enough supply so yun po yung ano yung pangatlo and pangapat kasama rin po sa pagpapalakas ng ekonomiya yung we make sure po na we are able to attract the right investments lalong-lalo na po dun sa renewable energy at sa agricultural development thank you Opo. Um, Yusek um, Rose, matanong pa rin po si Jopel Peleño para sa inyo. Sa tingin ninyo, paano kaya pagkakasahin ng mga ordinaryong manggagawa na may kakarampot na kita o sweldo ang pagmahal ng halaga na mabilihin na resulta ng napakataas sa presyo ng produktong petrolyo? Yes, thank you for the question. Ma ma uh, masusi po natin na uh, minomonitor itong mga pagtaas ng presyo. No? Ang isa nga po namin mayre-report is noong February, uh, naging very tame po ang ating uh, inflation despite the inflation in fuel. So ito po yung gusto naming mangyari na kumbaga ma-decouple natin. No? Uh, ang, uh, at saka ang importante dito is ma-ensure natin na meron tayong may enough tayo na supply ng ng food. So nakita po na kasi namin uh, in the consumer basket natin, ang pinakamalaki po na portion doon is really on uh, on food tapos susunod po yung mga uh, ginagamit natin for fuel, yung LPG po, yung kuryente and then yung transport. Kaya et, dito nga po nakaabang yung ano, yung subsidiya ng gobyerno to make sure na maipa maipa maintain natin na mababa ang presyo nitong mga ito. Yung kundun po sa transport, kaya nga po nakaabang din yung subsidy para sa ano, fuel subsidy para hindi rin po masyadong magiging you know, kailangan na itaas natin ng, ng mataas na mataas yung ating, uh, yung ating fares. Opo. Yusuf uh, Rose, tanong pa rin po ni Jopel Peleño, panahon na ba para isulong ang pagbasura sa oil deregulation law na siyang dahilan kung bakit tila nagiging inutil ang gobyerno upang mapigilan ang patuloy na pagsirit ng presyo ng langis? na nagpapahirap sa mga Pilipino? Uh, well, number one, um, isa nga po to sa kailangan natin talagang pag-aralan muna no, bago tayo magsabi na, uh, na ito yung reason. No? Uh, so, yun po ang, ano, yun ang, yun ang kailangan natin doon. At ang tingin po namin is uh, talagang kailangan lang is uh, magkaroon tayo ng iba pa na sources of energy. So in terms of sa electricity po natin, actually mababa na po ang ating uh, dependence on oil. Nasa 4% na lang po. Uh, ang malaki po na dependence natin sa oil ay sa transport fuel. Kaya nga po, uh, very masigasig din dito ang Department of uh, Transportation natin. Kung, kung inyong mare-recall is yung ating uh, jeepney modernization no? uh, para sa mga e-vehicles natin, tsaka yung mga 
uh, yung mga fuel inefficient, kailangan nga po wala na yun sa sa kalsada. So ito po yung mga ano nakikita namin na mga na, na kailangan nating gawin na ito po yung mas long term para ma-decouple nga po yung ating uh, mabuwasan po yung ating dependence on fossil fuel. Thank you, Yusek Rose. Uh, from Raquel Bayan, Radio Pilipinas, for Secretary uh, Andanar, will President Duterte issue an executive order for the expansion of lower tariff rates for pork, rice, and corn until December 2022 in line with NEDA's recommendation? If yes, how soon can we expect this? Thank you, Raquel. Siyempre, ayokong pangunahan ng ating mahal na Pangulo, but uh, that Um, uh, recommendation uh, the, the issue was was raised was uh, was um, a part of the presentation of uh, under secretary oh, sorry secretary uh, Carl Chua yung uh, susunod pong tanong ni Raquel Bayan uh, secretary Andanar nasagot niya na about dun sa congress mm -hmm. ng impact ng Ukraine Russia From Argel Barrios, Gedukos, Mulang Manila Bulletin, that's a foreign national traveling with their Filipino spouse who is a Filipino citizen must have travel insurance with COVID coverage of $35,000 when entering the Philippines or are they not required to have that? You know, let me defer that uh, question to uh, the, the correct authorities. You know, uh, as far as, far as uh, we are concerned, uh, you know, the... the the Department of Foreign Affairs uh, sila po ang ano sila po ang dapat uh, sumagot sa mga ganong tanong Opo. from Alanes uh, Kapanti ng uh, GMA News for Yusek Rose is there a budget available for NEDA's uh, proposal to increase a fuel subsidy for uh, PUVs from 2.5 billion pesos to 5 billion and uh, for agri workers from uh, 500 million to 1.5 1 billion where will uh, the additional budget be sourced Yeah opo uh, yung pong unang tranche meron na po yan no? nakalagay po kasi sa sa GAA natin yan yung initial na 2.5 billion at saka yung pong 500 million yung pong additional ang tingin namin is uh, hintayin muna natin na magiging uh, uh, tax collection itong March kasi alam niyo po naman na kapag magkakaroon ng excess Uh, revenues uh, from the program, de, ito po ay may magagamit natin sa pag-fund uh, ng tinatawag nating mga uh, unprogrammed na appropriations. So, ang tingin naman po natin is uh, malamang po magkakaroon din ng, ano, ng excess collection. Dito po natin kukuhanin. Follow up uh, mula po kay Evelyn Quiroz ng Filipino uh, Mirror for Yusek Rose. Can you give us the basis daw po for uh, increasing the fuel subsidy budget what measures are in place para po makatiyak na makakarating ang ayuda sa mga kinakaukulan Um, yung pong sa mga doon muna po sa pang, pangalawang sagot ah, pangalawang tanong uh, yung pong uh, DOTR uh, this is not the first time that they will be doing this no yung pong pantawid pasada program natin medyo matagal-tagal na rin po to so meron na pong mga cash cards ang uh, ating mga franchise uh, holders sa uh, sa mga pampublikong uh, sasakyan. So ganun din po ang gagawin nila. Doon doon nila i-transfer tapos ang ang pagkakaalam ko po doon sa card nandun po yung pangalan, yung plate number mismo <laughs> nung nung sasakyan. Hindi po pwedeng gamitin 'yan for you know for your personal vehicle. Uh, so so ganun po yung ano yung mekanismo. Now tungkol naman po doon sa uh, paano to na ano, paano to na, na 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 na, na determine no? uh, meron po kaming um, uh, mga assumptions po tungkol sa uh, magkano yung uh, magkano yung uh, expected na increase uh, and then uh, ano po yung yung kailangan para uh, hindi masyadong sisipa yung ating inflation so so yun po Uh, pero of course kailangan po tong i-update no depende sa sa galaw din ng ano ng uh, uh, presyuhan sa merkado. Opo. Uh, clarification lang po no yung uh, tanong po about NEDA's proposal to increase fuel subsidy for POVs ay uh, mula po kay Lanes Kapanti ng GMA News. Ang um, susunod pong tanong pa rin ni uh, Evelyn Quiroz ng uh, Filipino Mirror for uh, Secretary Martin Why is there no action yet on calls to suspend excise tax on oil and why is it the president calling for a special session 
so Congress can discuss amendments to the law. Uh, that is being discussed, but again, uh, under Secretary uh, Edelion uh, could answer that question. Yusek? Uh, Uh, yes, thanks, Sir Martin. Uh, tingin po namin may uh, parang may sequence naman po ito. Na. Una sa lahat is uh, yung, yung kaninang nabanggit namin about uh, yung pag-extend uh, pag ng effectivity ng mga ating mga F MFN rates. Uh, so ito po, uh, again, may mga, kumbaga, merong mga action na requiring only executive uh, executive action, uh, executive uh, approval. Ito po yung mas madaling gawin talaga. So yun po muna ang uunahin natin bago po yung mga mga ngailangan ng, ano, ng legislation kasi alam naman po natin na uh, medyo matatagalan po yun. So uh, unahin natin kung ano na yung uh, more or less within our control. Salamat po. Um, uh, Evelyn Caros pa rin po ng uh, Filipino Mirror. Uh, which companies, company the president is referring to who wants to take over gas exploration project in Recto Bank? Can you tell us the details of this existing agreement with China on joint exploration in Recto Bank? Is this legal? Yusuf Rose. Sorry, hindi ko po alam yung tungkol po sa usapin na yan. Secretary Andanar. Yeah, I think we need to uh, defer that to the Department of Energy. And uh, Yusek Rocky, I'd just like to go back to the question of of, of uh, Argil Barrios of the Manila Bulletin. Uh, does a foreign national uh, traveling with their Filipino spouse who is a Filipino citizen uh, must have travel insurance with COVID coverage of $35,000 when entering the Philippines? or are they not required to have that? Uh, yes, he must have travel insurance, a foreign spouse of a Filipino citizen traveling to the Philippines must obtain prior to arrival, a travel insurance of COVID-19 treatment costs from reputed insurers with a minimum coverage of 35,000 US dollars for the duration of their stay in the Philippines. Martin, uh, tanong po mula kay, um, yung susunod pong tanong ni Evelyn, nasagot niyo na rin po na meron ng appointment ng CSC and, uh, and Comelec Commissioners. From Evelyn Quiroz ng Filipino Mirror pa rin, Yusek Rose, there is a looming sugar uh, shortage in the country. Has NEDA formulated concrete measures to address the matter? Uh Actually po, ang, ang Sugar Regulatory Administration po ang gumawa ng ano, meron na po silang proposal na uh, binanggit na uh, pinresent sa economic cluster. Um, sinuportahan po yun ng, ng economic cluster. Uh, ang isang proposal nga po is uh, i-allow yung mga industrial users na, na makapag-import na to meet ng, ng sugar uh, based on a ratio of 1 is to 1. So parang 50% ng kanilang uh, kanilang uh, requirement is uh, source nila domestically 50% ang importation. So balit meron po kasing uh, uh, meron pong naglabas na temporary uh, restraint suspension <laughs> nitong, nitong order na to. So kailangan mong po na, muna na ma-resolve ma po yung mga, uh, mga court na ano neta, orders na to. From uh, Margot uh, Gonzalez ng SMNI uh, News Ano po ang masasabi ng Malacanang sa pagbibigay ng COMELEC ng parusa sa mga kandidato na hindi makakalahok ng COMELEC debates? Isa po sa mga hindi pupunta ay si Presidential Daughter Inday Zara. Alam mo, itong, ano, itong uh, COMELEC, uh, the, again, they are a quasi-independent uh, uh, judicial body and th they decide for, for their own uh, uh, commission. Kung ano man ang kanilang uh, desisyon, it is really up to them. At hindi naman uh, para makialam ang uh, palasyo or any other uh, agency or department of this government. Uh, tanong naman po mula kay MJ uh, Blanca Flor ng Daily uh, Tribune. Meron na po bang bagong cabinet secretary at IATF co-person? Same question po yan ni Daphne. Daphne Gonzalez, oh, Danisa Fernandez ng uh, Inquirer, 
At uh, tanong din po yan ni uh, Joe Montemayor. Uh, wala pa pong uh, naibibigay sa aking uh, listahan or uh, mga pangalan kung merong bang bagong cabinet secretary o kung merong uh, bagong co-chair ng IATF. Opo, pero clarification po ni Joe Montemayor, si Secretary Andaner na din ba ang new IATF spokesman at acting presidential spokesman po or permanent spokesman, magkakaroon din po ba ulit? Uh, sino po daw ang uh, head ng Task Force uh, Hunger? I, I am the acting uh, presidential spokesperson. My deputy spokesperson is Attorney Chris Ablan, my undersecretary sa PCOO. Uh, both of us will be uh, helping each other, tag team. Uh, kung uh, kung uh, sino po o kung sinong tutuloy ng uh, nung, uh, hunger... Uh, uh, I'm sorry? Yeah, task Force uh, on, on uh, Hunger. I hindi ko po po alam. Uh, we will see in the next few days kung ano po ang magiging uh, desisyon ni Pangulong Duterte at kung ano po magiging atas ni Executive Secretary Medialdea. Opo. Uh, sunod po tanong pa rin ni MJ Blanca Flor. May timetable po ba kung kailan magsiship nationwide sa Alert Level 1 as recommended by NEDA, Secretary Martin? Abangan po natin yan sa Thursday, MJ. Uh, ito na may uh, pinag-uusapan every week ng IATF. Uh, antayin natin kung anong magiging uh, pasya ng grupo, ng body ng IATF. Opo. From Tuesday noon ng DCWB, Secretary Martin, please confirm na urong daw ang ASEAN Summit sa April. Dadalo po ba si Pangulong Duterte dito? Uh, you know, I, as I said earlier, uh, it's been discussed in a uh, huddle uh, last night. Uh, I will uh, defer to the Department of Foreign Affairs kung ano po ang uh, magiging uh, pahayag na opisyal ng ating pamahalaan. Pahabol na tanong ni Tuesday New, may bagong appointment si Pangulong Duterte kay uh, Bucor Director General Gerald Bantag. Bakit need i appoint Hanggang kailan ba dapat ang unang appointment ni Bantag sa Bucor? Uh, let me get back to you on that. Uh, I'll uh, send you a private message. I'll figure out, I'll, I'll find out kung uh, uh, ano yung uh, storya sa likod ng tanong ni uh, Tuesday. Opo. Meron lang pong follow-up si uh, Kylie Atienza. Is the President uh, also willing to declare a state of economic emergency to allow the po LGUs to top their calamity funds to address the impact of rising fuel prices? Ayokong pangunahan ng ating mahal na Pangulo. Ang uh, Ang tamang ahensya o departamento na dapat ay magbigay ng, ng uh, rekomendasyon ay ang Department of Energy. So antayin po natin kung uh, anong magiging, magiging uh, takbo ng uh, panahon uh, dulot ng uh, gulo dyan sa Ukraine at uh, Russia. Opo, pahabol na tanong ni Ace Romero ng Philippine Star. Secretary Martin, will you serve as presidential spokesman until the end of the president's term or you will be acting spokesman? Uh, right now I am acting and I serve at the pleasure of the president. Kung ano man ang ato sa atin ni Pangulong Duterte ay gawin natin because we signed up for this job. Kung anong utos, sundin lang natin. But it's an honor to to serve the president in his remaining days in office. Thank you, Secretary Martin. Thank you, Yusek Rose. Thank you, MPC. Thank you so much, Yusek Rocky Ignacio. Salamat kay Undersecretary Rosemary Edilion Aneda, kay Mela Les Moras, kay na Ivan Mayrina. Akin MJ Blanca Flor, the entire Malacanang press corps. Salamat. It's good to see you again. At dito po nagtapos ang ating kaunawang press briefing bilang acting spokesperson ng Palasyo. Nagpapasalamat po tayo sa aking immediate predecessor na si former presidential spokesperson and now chairman of the Civil Service Commission, Carlo Nograles, sa kanyang naging epektibong papel na tagapagsalita ng Pangulo at IATF, he became the voice of calm and reason during this challenging time as we vow to continue the good work of 
Chairman Nograles. Congratulations, uh, Sec. Carlo. Nais ko rin pong ipakilala muli ang aking Deputy Spokesperson, si PCO Undersecretary Chris Ablan. Chris, would you like to join me here? At another Ilocano. Huwag niyo pong kalimutan i-follow ang PCO social media pages at PCO affiliated pages. See you again in our next briefing. Stay safe and healthy everyone. Tandaan po, basta't laging handa at sama-sama. Kaya natin ito. Kaya natin ang anumang pagsubok. God bless the Philippines. Wala kayo sa tatay ko. Kinuwang libre ang pag-aaral ko sa kolehiyo. Ang tatay ko, namigay ng libreng irigasyon. Tulayan sa tatay ko, mga tulay kalsada at infrastruktura, yun ang pinagawa nun. Ang tatay ko, sinagot ang ospital at pagpagamot ko. Sino yung tatay ko? Yung tatay ko? Yung tatay ko? Ah, ang tatay ko? Si Tatay Digong? Si Tatay Digong? Si Tatay Digong? Si Tatay Digong? Siya ang tatay ko. Mabuhay ang malayang Pilipinas. Anim na taong serbisyong may tatak ng tapang at malasakit. Inuuna ang ating kaligtasan, seguridad, kapayapaan, at kapakanan ng mga nangangailangan. Matatag, may paninindigan at tapat sa bayan. Ibinuhos ang lahat para sa Pilipino, para sa maliwanag na kinabukasan, at tungo sa pag-angat ng bawat mamamayan. Ito ang Duterte Legacy.